Welcome to the WNCT Podcast Network. Hello again, everyone, and welcome to the Not On Your Side Sports Talk Podcast. I'm Brian Bailey, joined by Ken Wallington and Jason Boyd from WNCT Not On Your Side. And today's topic in our sportscast is the ACC Basketball Tournament. We're not going to talk about this year's tournament necessarily, but just the history of the ACC Tournament. And we'll start off by just saying I, I hoped – that I was able to see all of the episodes of the uh, ACC Network version yeah. during the history of the tournament so I could relive all those memories for myself. I haven't seen all the episodes yet, but it's really well done, isn't it? You know, it's it's a great thing that ESPN Films and ACC Network is doing to, to highlight really what changed the landscape of college basketball, and that being the ACC tournament from its inception in the 1950s through the 1970s when the you know, historic Maryland NC State championship game and only one team would make the NCAA tournament and that kind of changed the landscape of the NCAA tournament uh, going forward. So they've done a great job highlighting every era of ACC basketball and uh, bringing some more eyes and some more attention to what I think is one of the greatest events in all of sports. Yeah, and I used to say the same thing. I think it's lost some of its luster, I think, with adding the Boston Colleges and, and the Syracuse and, and, and Pitt and some of that. I think it's a tournament that should be in North Carolina every year, and there's arguments both ways on that. But, you know, when you think back, Jason, about the ACC tournament, what are your thoughts about the history? Well, I think certainly, like like Ken was saying, this is really a um, – I guess a benchmark conference as far as, you know, getting things started, expanding the NCAA tournament and such. There's been so many different uh, stories, history moments, you know, from the tournament itself. Uh, we always like to think that the winner of the ACC tournament has a great run or maybe wins a national championship, but there hasn't been an ACC team that's won a national championship since Duke in 2010. So, you know, Carolina fans, they like to joke about the fact that, you know, oh, we don't win the ACC tournament. It's not a big deal. They've won all their national championships <laughs> after losing the ACC tournament. So it's still a big thing. I mean, obviously, growing up, we watched the games at school. You know, that, that was how you spent your day. It was a holiday in a sense. And you're right. It, has, it really even kind of lost some of its luster when Florida State and, and such came in. But it's still a, a monumental thing that, that the state, the area recognizes it. Uh, you can't think of another example that's even bigger than just a couple of years ago when the pandemic set in. And the ACC tournament was getting ready to, to roll out, and then all of a sudden it was canceled. Yeah. And that was really a staple moment, and it really kind of started the pandemic and, and what we're in right now. You touched on it a little bit, but I, I was raised in Virginia, and we didn't get to watch the ACC tournament <laughs> in school well, in Virginia. You out. I know. because, But I remember racing home on, on the Friday of the tournament to try to watch as many games as I could. And, and back then, even was, it may have been even radio back then. It may have been a peach basket, as far as, <laughs> as, far as you know. But, but I do know the tradition and history. And anytime you talk to anybody in the state of North Carolina for years and years, that was part of their school day. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. I remember, I guess, third, fourth grade at Washington Street School in Plymouth, North Carolina. School doesn't even exist anymore. They tore it down. But I remember them rolling in the TVs on the carts. And it was a Friday at noon. And you know what it was. You're about to watch some ACC basketball. And for the next two and a half, three hours until school was out, we watched the tournament. Then we went home and watched the rest of it. And that was, you know, the quarterfinal Friday of the ACC tournament, yeah. which was which was the first round back then, the very first right, game of the was. tournament. And, uh, you know, mention, you guys mentioned it, losing some of its luster. You know, there's five days of games now. But still, I've had uh, the fortune to go to the last last four or five tournaments and that quarterfinal round when those those four games with the you know typically the top eight seeds 
it's it's still quite the atmosphere and there's there's a lot at stake and there's usually seating and NCAA tournament at stake so yeah it's not the same as it was back in the day when it was always battles between state and Carolina and Duke and Wake and vice versa but still it's it's the pageantry uh, all these groups coming together from across the country to, to watch some great basketball I still think it's one of the best you know when I was growing up and trying to decide what I wanted to do as a profession my first one of my big thoughts was I want to either make enough money to go to the ACC tournament or become a sportscaster and get to go for free <laughs> so I knew I wouldn't make any money but I decided and that's one of the big things I really wanted to do I can remember going to my first one and I couldn't hardly sleep the night before because I'd never been to one I've watched it on TV all those years and just you know going and the, the thing as a journalist especially as a young journalist that I learned at the ACC tournament was just how many TV stations would go and then watch all the veterans you know I watched the Bob Holidays and the Tom Suiters and you know Ariel brought a deck on army you know to, to the ACC tournament and we usually brought myself maybe one other person but it was just it was just intriguing to watch and the other thing I learned you know going through the TV area and back in the day you know now we take a laptop and we edit on a laptop but back then we had two huge machines that we had to edit videotape on and, yeah. and sometimes we would take three machines one to record the game on because it's it sometimes at one time early on you weren't allowed to shoot any of the games and then it kind of relaxed that a little bit and usually you could shoot a half yeah. if you if you cover the team full-time like the Raleigh folks do with the triangle teams you could shoot all you know both halves and those guys were good to trade video with you and that kind of thing to get you the low angle stuff but just watching everybody and walking through and listening to them put their story together and it's the same game but every person's told their story in a different yeah, way. Yeah, see it a little bit differently. Yeah, and it was to me it was fascinating because, you know, obviously if you're the Greensboro station, you might have more of a slant toward Wake Forest, although you do have a ton of people that went to North Carolina, NC State, even Duke, you know, in your market. But it was just fascinating to me to watch all those guys and, and you could tell the difference in the veterans that had been there and the rookies like myself and, you know, you're trying not to make a mistake. I used to always go somewhere to do my stand-ups and I'd look around and see, make sure nobody's around me. Oh, because I knew I was going to mess them up. I still do. <laughs> but it was it was just really you know I think back one of the ACC tournaments years ago the legendary Tom Suter and I were sitting together and for some reason they put us in one of the in uh, baselines with the basket and the pep band was right behind us from that particular school each school had their pet band. They would, you know, trade out and they'd sit down there. And the guys were blowing their horns and everything. And the saliva was dripping <laughs> on our heads. We had to hold our pro. And there was a picture. I think it was in the Wilson uh, newspaper. A picture of us with with our, you know, something over our heads trying to stay away. And that was pre-COVID, of course. Because that wouldn't work very well right now. But uh, just just those memories. And the other thing that I'll tell you, um, going to so many tournaments. I think I went to 25 in a row at one point, which wow. I thoroughly enjoyed. But, you know, you go and you check into the hotel and then after the games are over, you go to the media room. And I mean, I was a part of some real long nights in the media room. It was so much fun. And to hear some of the reports, I don't know if you remember, did you ever see the Bill Brill deal that he used to do at the ACC tournament? No. They would bring him in on like one of those luggage carts. And all the media would start chanting and start doing the Florida State chop, and and they'd bring him in, and he would actually put together the, the bracket on Saturday night before Sunday's championship game. He'd put together a mock bracket, and he would always joke that that he had riders sometimes booking their airlines tickets and everything, <laughs> and, and wow. none of it was true. But he made up some of the the just 
just great jokes, and he would, you know, off the cuff stuff and matchups that, that you knew probably wouldn't weren't going to happen, but they would be intriguing if they did. And you know, it's just that that old school bunch that I was much younger than at the time. Now I'm the old school guy, but it was just uh, it was just great to watch those guys and the, and to do you know what they did. And, and and the best part about that, I remember I was always brag about it and talk about it. And so my former wife at the time was at the ACC tournament one year, so I snuck her into the media room so she could see what was going on and her and her friend and they were so bored they left <laughs> they couldn't believe that i thought that that was the greatest thing ever but it is but it is it, it was it was incredible it was so much fun and you know just just sitting around and hearing the stories from bob holiday and a tom Souter and you know jeff gravely at the time jeff was my age we were both young at the time uh just just hearing everything that they had to say about the tournament it was it was really just just something you know that i'll never forget my first ACC tournament as a journalist getting paid to go cover it was 2001 in Atlanta at the Georgia Dome, the old Georgia Dome. It's gone now. And uh, it was, I was just overwhelmed because I was this young. Well, the Georgia Dome will do that to yeah, you. Yeah. I was this young rookie. I was there from WWAY in Wilmington. Uh, ended up being a championship game, Duke, Carolina. But throughout the process, you know, I'm just soaking it all in. And we're walking through the concourse and Brent Musburger walks by. And he's just there as a fan. He's not even working that weekend. Wow. So we stop him. Hey, we, Mr. Musburger, can we do an interview? And he just talks about, you know, nicest guy ever talks about the pageantry and just what it's like being here as a fan. And uh, and that's one of the things that sticks in my mind. You talk about, you know, running into people and kind of, yeah. you know, people you look up to. And, you know, that happened for me in my very first ACC tournament. Uh, the championship game was Duke Carolina. I think both teams are in the top 10, top 15 in 2001. Duke won convincingly. And, uh this is a little graphic, but uh, <laughs> uh, the champion after the championship, Duke won. We're in the locker room, and and Jason Williams, now Jay Williams, comes out to do his post game interview, not wearing a single piece of clothing. Wow. So that was uh, one of the things I remember in my first ACC tournament. Is like, is, huh. is this what uh, is this what every locker room's like? And it's not. I've learned since then. No, it's not. But he was very excited about his Duke. He's winning the game, <laughs> and, uh, and he just came out and said, "Let's let's talk about yeah. some basketball." Well, so, we don't want to know how yeah. excited, do we? Yeah, I can't right. say I've had stories like that, but it is almost as interesting, at least for us in the profession, to be able to see the Billy Packers and the you know Mike Jaminskis, yeah. and Brad Doherty, and stuff. You know, people that were involved in it in some aspect that you see on one side of the TV to be able to actually see him in person. I mean, there's been so many great athletes that have come through the tournament. I remember Rodney Rogers, and I remember covering two or three games when he was at Wake Forest and when he was at Duke and played big games and stuff. And so you have so many individuals like that that end up going to the next level. You get to see them at that point in time where they really sort of make an impact in the tournament. But it is still kind of strange in a sense with the revised version as it is with the tournament ending on a Saturday. You're used to ending it on a Sunday, then jumping right into the NCAA tournament brackets and stuff. You know, there's been some little changes from that. It's kind odd to see a Georgia Tech or a Florida State in the final, but there's still a lot of pageantry to it. It's still a big event, and it is a prelude to the, the March Madness, the thing that we all really love so much. You had the quarterfinals on Friday, the four games, and they were long. That was a long, long day, yeah. and then on Saturday you had you know semifinal Saturday, the ACC tournament, and then Sunday the championship game, and they would pass out blank brackets. That, you know, If you're riding home, or what we usually tried to do was ride somewhere and stop right about 6 o'clock so we could walk, fill our brackets in yeah. and then finish our trip after that, depending on how far away we were. But uh, that was that was fun. Now, 1994, the year that Jerry Stackhouse won the MVP, he's the former Kinston High School star, and we covered him all through high school. I mean, Stackhouse is a great guy. We had a chance to see him in uh, at Vanderbilt this past year with the regionals. He sang the national anthem. That's right. But he had a great career at North Carolina, a great career in the pros. Now he's the head coach at Vanderbilt. But th- at that particular time, he just had a great semifinal you know, game. 
And we're up there, and what we were doing in the business, we call look lives because we were acting like we were live, but we were going to tape it and send it back, and then they were going to show it you know, later that night on the 11 o'clock. So we're doing these look lives, and Stackhouse walks across the floor. And so I said, Jerry, you know, how you doing, man? He goes, great, man. Glad to see you guys. And we'd interviewed him earlier after his game, but I think there was another game after that. But anyway, he was, he was walking out of the Coliseum, and – I said, can we grab you real quick? Didn't ask any SID or anything. And he said, sure. So he comes up into the bleachers at Greensboro and stands up there with us. I think it was Greensboro. I better check the city on that because they all run together. But he stands up there with us. and I think it might have been Charlotte. It could have been Charlotte because I don't have it with me. I just say that because I watched the one episode about the 90s of that. Did you see that? Okay, it may have been Charlotte. It was one of the two. And so we're standing up. So he comes up, and we have an intern shooting the thing for us. So we've got an intern shooting it, and Stackhouse is is so tall, and we're not very tall, but he did a great job with the interview, and the next day he was the MVP, and you know everybody here was raving about our coverage, and, and even the guys, you know, the big shots at REL, and they were like, how'd you get Stackhouse one-on-one? How'd you do that? And well, we knew him in high school, and he came up and did it. So, you know, we had one for us in that deal. But the funny part was we get back to edit and I look, I was like, oh man, because the guy had never shot before, our intern. <laughs> and I'm like, man, there's a lot of headroom. And luckily, Stackhouse filled up the headroom when he got into the shot. (laughs) So it looked fine. But it would have been a disaster had that not happened. But uh, I want to credit Jerry Stackhouse for coming by. And his family was there. And it was was, was a neat deal for us at the ACC tournament. I love the tournament. And you mentioned that 94 tournament. Uh, They showed a replay of the championship. And I think it's this game. It was Wake Carolina, uh, Randolph Childress, Tim Duncan's freshman year. Uh, for Wake Forest, and Wake had a big lead in the second half. Carolina rallied back uh, to force overtime on a Dante Calabria putback, and I think, and then then Stackhouse had a big overtime, and Carolina won the championship. And then they lost uh, to Boston College in the NCAA tournament. I remember that. Oh, yeah. That was the year yeah. after the Heels won the national championship. But all right, I, I know too much about basketball. <laughs> I can talk about <laughs> ninety four. Carolina beat Virginia seventy three sixty six. That was okay. a ninety four game. The only reason I know that's because maybe it was I got a semifinal it. game that went to OT. Uh, yeah. That was um, 95. Wake Forest beat Carolina in OT in the championship game. Wake Forest had a good run there with Dave Odom. They, yeah, they, they yeah, were really good. And they had some good players, including the Hall of Famer and Tim Duncan. And yeah. Randolph Childress was just unconscious. Was it the 95 tournament? Scored the most points ever. Uh, there's been a lot of great games in this tournament. We know right now that Duke is the number one seed for the upcoming tournament. Do you remember the last time Duke won the regular season championship? Did you see that? I do know this. The last time they won it outright was 2006. So in 09, they shared it? And in, in 10, they shared it. Yeah, okay. that's what the, when they went last night, that's what the AP story was saying. Was saying the first t- time they 2000, kind of and the funny thing is, that back in 2010, they shared it with Maryland. And Maryland is, wow, of course, Maryland's now gone. in the Big Ten. Yeah. So. But does it feel like that? Does it feel like Duke hasn't been a part of the ACC regular season championship for that long? Well, they've won two national championships right. since then. Yeah, yeah. But I guess that's... Uh, that's what you look at when you when you see that. And you're talking about all these new teams coming in. In the last decade or so, Miami's won an ACC championship. Yeah. Florida State's won one. Uh, Notre Dame's won one. I think that was in three consecutive years in 13, 14, and 15 where Miami, Florida State, Notre Dame won the ACC tournament. So, uh, And I remember the Notre Dame game was in Greensboro, and they beat Carolina. So yeah. I mean, that was kind of a like, oh, my gosh. And something you never would have thought of back in the day, a team coming from the Midwest to beat North Carolina 
in North Carolina to win the ACC tournament. And, and as I said at the beginning of this thing, I just think the tournament should be in North Carolina. Greensboro or Charlotte, both are outstanding hosts. Greensboro, I think, is the best host. Uh, I just, you know, it was in Raleigh for the first, what, 14 years, yeah. from 54 to 66, first 12 years, 13 years of the tournament in, in Raleigh. But, but it's a North Carolina deal. Uh, I haven't been to the Barclays Center, but you've been a couple of times in Brooklyn. I know in D.C., it just seems like it gets overlooked. Yeah. Like, there's so much going on, and the ACC tournament gets the back page you know in greensboro it's headline material all over the place every you know section of the paper is talking about the acc tournament that's not the case though when you go out you know it's weird because i went in 18 when it was in brooklyn and it was a great tournament and i was there for the second round quarterfinals semifinals finals and the second round there was a lot of empty seats you know a lot of the not-so-great teams playing. Once you got to the quarterfinals, though, when you had Carolina, Duke, Virginia, all those teams are in the top 15 in the country, uh, and Syracuse was still playing. A lot of the you know, Northerners you know, there in New York City wanted to see Syracuse. So it was a great atmosphere for the later-round games. And, and around the arena, there's so much to do. It's you know, the largest city in the country, so and, and the, the bars and the restaurants around the arena kind of embrace, hey, this is a big deal. All right. know, we got it here. So, but, but you're right, Greensboro – is the epicenter of the Atlantic because Coast Greensboro, Conference. you can you can park at the hotel. Yeah. You know, you can park at the Coliseum. It's not going to cost you a hundred bucks to park the car. Usually, I mean, you know, they have parking around there. Yeah. So I mean, it's it's more like a, it's, as I told you. I think I told somebody yesterday. I, I feel like if I go to the Barclays, it'd be like you know going to the guy from Mayberry is trying to go up <laughs> to the big city, and that's just Once not going to work. The subways, it's not too bad. Yeah. But Greensboro, I mean, it, it holds. I think. 24,000. It's right. the largest arena in, in the state right. and one of the largest along the East Coast. So when that thing's packed and it's loud, oh, yeah. it's a great place to be. It is interesting that they haven't had it in Raleigh, though, because they've had two, what, sub-regionals, regional right, they have. Know, events there. And so, so Raleigh's yeah. certainly, certainly capable of hosting. Yeah, I think, nice I think if, if states still played their home games at Reynolds, right. I, I think they'd they play at PNC, but, but I don't that. think they're going to play yeah, it on somebody's home I don't home think so court. either. But that's an so. interesting point, though. You know, you mentioned, you know, it, it should be in North Carolina all the time. With the landscape at 15 schools now, it's going to be different places. Can you guys think of a spot uh, east of the Mississippi, maybe where the tournament hasn't been, that would be a neat place for it to be? No. Greensboro is all I can <laughs> wow. think of. No, is because South Carolina, know, the, the, uh, is it the Bilo Center? Yeah, in Greenville. In, in that'd Greenville, be South Carolina. Yeah. That's, a, that's a big play. Isn't that 16,000, 17,000? Yeah. They played in, remember that one off, they played it in Tampa or St. Pete. Yeah, I went to that 2000s. one. Yeah. Uh, and they've obviously been in, in Washington, D.C. once. They were supposed to be last year, but it got moved to Greensboro because of COVID. The first year that it went to Charlotte from Greensboro, we were there. And this was back in the day because you can't do this anymore either. But we had one of the interns with us, and he was driving the actual station car, which is our big no-no now. But back then, I guess no, of limitations I guess nobody, is over. Exactly, so, so I can get away with it. But he, so he's he's going down the road. Now, now, at the old Charlotte Coliseum, they, they take the streets and they change the signs where right. they'll make them green, yeah. everybody goes in, make them you know, red. And else. Well, somehow he got confused on something. <laughs> Next thing you know, he crashes into the back of this car on, on our way. Now, I wake up that morning. It was one of those tournaments where we're, we're getting ready to watch numbers 3, 5, 9, 12, you know, and 20 in the country. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, on this, you know, this quarterfinal Friday. So, I'm all fired up, excited to go, hop in the car. And, he, you know, he wrecks. So the policeman's over there writing stuff down. And I'm like, oh, man, this is going to be bad. You know, they're going to they're have our tails. <laughs> So the guy looks at him and he says, uh, he says, sir, uh, we're going to let you off. No, no problem. Uh, just slow down and be careful. And he looked at me. He said, man, I thought for sure I was going to get something. I said, well, let me tell you something, bud. 
Only reason you didn't get anything because you're in a media car and Charlotte wants to keep the tournament, so they're going to be nice to everybody this weekend. <laughs> and you got lucky, and he did get lucky, but that was uh, everybody was okay though. Nobody got hurt, and it was fine. So if I crash into somebody next ACC tournament, yeah, I am with the media. You're on your own. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you want the tournament try, back? Try that, try that in Brooklyn. Yeah, and see. How I'm not far, driving in New York. Don't you worry about that. How far that gets you? But uh, ACC tournament coming up, uh, not this weekend, but next weekend. This weekend, of course, if you're listening to us uh, early in the week the uh, duke carolina game is coming up coach k's last game at cameron indoor stadium so uh, that'll be uh be fun to watch coming up this weekend and then the acc tournament tips off on tuesday right it does tuesday with uh, three games on tuesday four on wednesday four on thursday and then the semifinals Friday and the championship Saturday night. Yeah, Saturday night, which is terrible for an ACC championship. Yeah. But I still it like it on good TV. It does. It makes it for great TV there. And uh, and then we on, we're on the March Madness, and we'll talk about that. We may talk March Madness next week in the podcast, or we may talk spring football at East Carolina. So I'm working on a couple of different things. But uh, I think it was well, interesting to – Yeah, well, no, we got we got to spread the wealth, man. <laughs> we, we, we can't put them all together. we got to separate them. But any other final thoughts for you guys on the ACC tournament? Well, just excited for it. Like you said, this is really the, the time of year. I mean, I've always been big in high school basketball, so the playoffs have started there and such, and it kind of transcends over to uh, the college the game, the ACC, the NCAA tournament. It's just a great time if you're a basketball fan like myself to just get out there and enjoy it and watch the games and such and just experience, you know, seeing these stars of the future and, and what they can do and such. Yeah, what about you, Ken? I just, I love it. I love it. I love that I've been able to go to some of these tournaments as part of my job, I love that I've been able to go to some of them as a fan and just to see it in both different capacities. It's just one of the great, greatest sporting events that I've ever been to outside of a, a Final Four or something yeah. like that. And it's, I just every year I know that I get a chance to go. I'm just so excited and uh, and hopefully something something uh, you know memorable will happen. You know, one way or the other, buzzer beater or somebody scores 50. Just, you know, something just, just stick in your mind for the rest of your life. Speaking of memories, man, I'll never forget in 2020 when they, they canceled the whole thing. It was it was devastating yeah, that, to me. It's funny you mention that because you were there the day of uh, the cancellation, the quarterfinals. Right. right. And they were about to play the noon game and right. then they stopped it yep. and gave Florida State championship. Yep, they sure did. Right I, there on the floor. I was there the night before when everything across the world started changing yep. and they, they announced that, you know, the next day there wouldn't be fans. And I don't remember one game that day, but I just remember so much in the world oh, yeah. going on because of COVID and cancellations and Tom Hanks, I think maybe has tested positive and this, that, and the other. I actually, I do remember being there for the late game and it was Carolina Syracuse and Syracuse won by 25, 30, but nobody was paying attention to the game because everybody's on their phone and talking to each other about what's going on with COVID. So it was one of the, the strangest moments of my life for sure. And they had to set up like behind the basket up a little bit. It was yeah. a great, you know, great place to work. You put your laptop right yeah. there, had everything set up and I was on Twitter and all of a sudden it started, the buzz started coming. I think the, you know, the big 10 had canceled the, you know, their event and the you know, big 12, I think canceled theirs. And then the American, and we knew, we knew East Carolina was supposed to play, I think the next day yeah. and they were there, you know, in a shoot around when they found, out that it was canceled, but uh, and and when Florida State came out to warm up, and, and they went back in. Clemson came out to warm up, and then Florida State never came back out <laughs> until they decided yeah. to bring them out and award them the championship. But uh, hopefully, those days are behind us. Even the twenty twenty one tournament that was in Greensboro, and it was limited attendance, which was weird because you're in that huge cavernous oh, yeah. arena, and yeah. there's only maybe two thousand people. And, and the morning of uh, the quarterfinals, I believe, you get the get the alert. 
Duke's out of the tournament because players tested positive. Wow. So that even lingered into the last season's tournament and uh, knock on wood. And then Virginia had their issues. And Virginia and, had yeah. their issues. And, you know, we've already forgotten that Georgia Tech won the ACC tournament last year. I had to check on that. But it was <laughs> it was Georgia Tech. Gentlemen, thank you so much for sharing your memories of the ACC tournament. Uh, we certainly appreciate it. This has been the Not On Your Side Sports Talk podcast. And we'll be back with you in a couple of weeks with our next topic. But have yourself a great sports week. We'll see you.